Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. Later on in the show, we'll have your comments and you said it. But now let's get to the news. Frank Stronach, the founder of the giant supplier company Magna, is saying what everyone knows is true, but nobody wants to hear. He says the European auto industry has too many car companies and too many factories. Despite facing millions of units in overcapacity, European automakers have been slow to close plants under enormous pressure from governments and unions to keep them open. Here's my AutoLine Insight. The longer it takes to deal with the overcapacity issue, the weaker the European industry becomes, opening the door for Asian automakers, including the Chinese, to come in and capture market share. A big story by the Associated Press excoriates Brazilian-made cars for being built to substandard safety standards. While traffic fatalities in the U.S. have fallen 40% in the last decade, they leaped by 72% in Brazil. The problem is a lack of safety standards. Brazil's first mandate for airbags only starts next year, a quarter of a century after they were mandated in the U.S. But meeting crash standards involves a lot more than airbags. Vehicle structures need to be beefed up considerably, which adds weight and cost. And therein lies the problem. This is not only an issue with Brazil, it's a problem facing every emerging market. They don't want to drive up costs for the auto industry or car buyers, and so they live with higher fatality rates. But the day of reckoning is coming, and the industry would be smart to get out in front of it before it has a public relations disaster on its hands. Starting next year, GM will offer internet access in some of its vehicles, to allow passengers in the back seat to stream videos to watch. But GM CEO Dan Ackerson also sees this as an opportunity to start selling advertising in the car. For example, the logo that shows up on your screen at startup could say, brought to you by Allstate. But what we wanna know is, what's the benefit to the consumer? Unless there's something in it for the car buyer, I think they're gonna find this idea revolting. Last week, we reported that Tesla posted its first ever quarterly profit, and thanks to investors, it's also been good news for CEO Elon Musk's bank account. Bloomberg reports that Tesla stock jumped 11% after its earnings were released, and it closed at a record $76.76. Elon Musk's net worth is now $4.5 billion, thanks to that Tesla stock and his solar power company. Peugeot is showing off its new 308 hatchback. The new car features a new modular platform that shaved 140 kilograms, that's over 300 pounds in weight. It now boasts front and rear LED lighting and a refined interior. It's built at the company's Sochaux plant in France and goes on sale autumn of this year in Europe. At its private 50th birthday party, Lamborghini pulled the wraps off a very futuristic-looking concept called the Egoista. The car is powered by a 600-horsepower V10. It uses a push-button dome for access to the single seat, and the cockpit is made up of carbon fiber and aluminum. 
It can also be ejected from the rest of the car in case of an emergency. The styling is said to be inspired by an Apache helicopter. We're sure if this concept does ever hit the streets, it'll carry a price tag as outlandish as the styling. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. M360 asks, John, why does Ford outsell GM and trucks year after year? You know, I'm tempted to say it's because Ford understands its customers better and does a much better job of advertising, but it's also because GM splits its effort between two trucks, the Silverado and the Sierra. Add those two together and they almost catch the F-Series. Almost. Seawolf wants to know, why does it cost $1.3 billion to build a GM plant in China when labor and land cost is almost non-existent and material prices are nothing like we know? Well, that's because it does not cost GM $1.3 billion to build a plant in China. You know, whenever a car company, any car company, announces what it's spending to build a new plant, take it with a grain of salt. They throw everything and the kitchen sink into that number. It also includes the product development cost for whatever vehicles that plant will build. Automakers love to make their investment number look as big as they can to impress the politicians who gave them all those subsidies to build it in their district. Cozy saw our report on the notches in the back bumper of the new Silverado to use as a step up to the bed. He says, geez, my friend's eight-year-old Chevy Avalanche has holes in the bumper to step up. Yep, that's right, and that's exactly where they got the idea for the Silverado. Mr. Chevy Baja wonders why Chevy would come up with a high-end version of the Silverado when it has the GMC Sierra to fulfill that role. Here we go again, he says, GM competing against itself. High Country versus Denali. You know, what Chevrolet found is that it's got plenty of customers who are willing to pay $50,000 for a pickup truck, and that it was leaving too much money on the table. They had big arguments inside GM if this was the right way to go, but all that potential profit was just too much to ignore. Ghost Jerker has definitely identified one of the most promising markets for cars that can drive themselves. My 90-year-old grandmother, he says, would love a fully autonomous car. She has finally admitted that she cannot physically drive anymore, and she is now driven by family and friends to her errands. She misses her independence to come and go as she pleases. And that's right. There are millions of older drivers like her as well, and that's why I think there's going to be a big market for autonomous cars. TCB1468 wants to know, does the LEO meet U.S. safety standards, or is it not considered a car? Surprisingly, it's only $6,800. Since the LEO is a three-wheel car, it's officially classified as a motorcycle, and so it does not have to meet any crash standards, which is a good thing, because it couldn't meet them. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We really love getting them. But that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.